right, welcome back to another episode of Hashing It Out with Javi. Uh, this is episode 11. And on this episode, I have a, an awesome guest. Uh, I've been wanting to bring on somebody from, uh, or rather with a kind of financial background. Um, and I think it's the time of year to do so. It is tax season after all. So um, I got an awesome guest. Her name is Pam Wattis. Uh She is uh, at taxgirl626 on Instagram. Uh, we actually met on Instagram and kind of started talking and uh, figured, you know, we should do a podcast because it is tax season. And uh, welcome to the podcast, Pam. Thank you so much, Javi, for having me and allowing me to educate um, the public out there because I know there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of uncertainty going on and I'm here to to help and answer questions. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, um, I've, I've long kind of wanted somebody from the financial sector, I guess, uh, to kind of come on and, and just discuss, uh, you know, anything from taxes to investments to that kind of stuff. And since it's tax season, it's important to me. I know that um, I've learned a lot about taxes over the years, being a homeowner, uh, running my own uh, uh, consulting business and that kind of stuff. Um, you learn very quickly um, sort of, you know, people call them the tax loopholes. I just call it the tax law. Um, but, it, you know, I, I feel it's something that's important for people to know. And so, um, and even those who aren't at that, you know, point where they either don't own a home or don't have a business, it's important for them to know so that when they do get there, there's options for them to save some money, you know, down the road. So, um, Absolutely. yeah. And, and also, you know, it's awesome. Um, I love having kind of the female Latina business driven energy, you know, that's awesome too. So, um, <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to have that. So, so to tell, tell the listeners a little bit, uh, about kind of your background, like where you came from, kind of where you're at now and kind of what you do. So they know kind of who you All are right. as a person, you know? Absolutely. So, um, I was born in Tijuana, Baja California. Um, I was brought into the States, uh, when I was, I think about a year or so. So, um, I, I grew up here. This, this was home, but I, you know, I wasn't born here. Um, uh, I, you know, my parents were married young. They divorced um, when I was around five years old. So I do come from a broken home. A lot of things happened uh, throughout that separation. And um, I was the only child for about 10 years. Um, when I was uh, uh, 11, my first sister was mm. born and, you know, now we're five. I'm the oldest of five. So were you and jealous so, when she was born? Um, yes. Were you jealous when she was born? No, I loved my <laughs> sister. It was very lonely growing oh, up. Like yeah. if I knew somebody was coming over, I would be so happy. Like, oh my God. So the fact that I had a little sister, she was like my little, my little doll, like my real life. Yeah. And, and I loved my sister. And then soon after my brother came and then I had another sister. And then, uh, then by the fourth, I was like, man, that's it. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm exhausted. Cause I was like mom number two. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, uh, so, you know, I graduated mm -hmm. high school. Um, I, 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 single mother, you know, my mom, when she remarried, it was, it was kind of messy. It, it didn't really work out. Um, and, uh, I knew that at 18, I needed to figure out my life. Like I needed to apply for a job. I, I applied for college, but I don't think school was for me. I, I just didn't want that commitment. I couldn't see myself. And I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, so I applied for um, an ad um, in East LA. It was a receptionist position. And uh, my manager interviewed me. I'm never going to forget his name. His name was David. And he said, yeah, this is a position for receptionist. Basically, we are a tax office. This is what we do. We get very busy. So this is a 
fast paced business and, you know, are you interested? And I said, well, yeah, you know, absolutely. So I worked in a tax office doing um, a lot of assistant work uh, to the owner, to the managers, to the supervisors. I was the one running around grabbing orders for lunch, the coffee, all that stuff. So um, I just, I, I, I would see what they would be doing and I would see the crowds outside. It was crazy. We were right there by the Mercadito in East LA on First Street okay. between Dittman and Hicks. So it's a really popular area there. And he had been there for about 30 years. And uh, I was offered the opportunity to uh, be trained to be a tax preparer. At that point, the owner, he had been in business for about 30 years. He was a Cuban man and he lived in Miami and he would only come to LA to do taxes for four months and then he'd leave. And I was just like, wow, that's amazing. Like his office is still running. He's still generating. I still have a job after tax season. I'm still here auditing files and doing all kinds of things. Mm. I, I mean, I knew what I had to do, but I just didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't know that, you know, it was just going to everything work out in my favor in the future. Like everything that I was doing, you know, now I'm able to, to really look back and say, wow, like I was given this opportunity. I was like 19 years old. I didn't know what I was. I just knew I was getting my paycheck every two weeks. And I was happy because I worked with an amazing group of people. And so then I got trained to do taxes. The first tax year I filed a return was in 2006. Seven, I believe between 2006, 2007. So I actually still have my certificate. Um, long story short, the owner sold the business. Uh, he had been in business for about 30 years. So he was done. His wife would say, you know, don't retire and die, like retire now, enjoy your life. Um, when he started doing taxes, he would do them manually. Wow. On paper. So my job <laughs> was to sit next to the owner, which was like, people would wait hours to see him. People would come out of state to see him. He was like the tax like the godfather and my job was to do the data entry on the computer and he would manually do the returns and I was just like oh my god I can't wait to show him how he's wrong like I would do I mean it was all <laughs> playful it was like fun but <clears throat> he knew his shit he knew how to manually do a return right. and <clears throat> our numbers would match so my job was to do the computer stuff he would talk to the clients he would do things manually and as soon as he was done, he'd be like, here. And I'd put everything in the system and everything matched. And I was like, wow. So the fact that I got to sit beside somebody that had been in the tax business for over, I think I, he, about 50 years or so, right. like was just incredible. And he probably really respected you because he saw your kind of drive, passion, work ethic. And he's like, whoa, she's really doing this. And you helped to bring him into like the 21st century, you know? Well, what happened is that, um, you know, he had been established for many years. The staff got very comfortable. He had a manager. She was um, she was amazing. I loved all of my coworkers. They were older. But what happened is I was hungry and I wanted to learn. And I knew that at any point, like I, I knew that I wanted to start a business one day. I just didn't know that it was going to be related to that. But I knew I, I wanted to do something. And so my job was... Um, basically getting familiar with um, during the off season, we get a lot of audit resolution clients. So that's kind of like my niche now is fixing the problems, right. um, which is amazing because that's really, uh, it's hard to find a tax professional after April that's willing to take your call, willing to talk to you and willing to help you. So I've seen a void because a lot of these tax offices, a lot of people, you know, they praise agent or block Liberty tax, Jackson Hewitt. These people pop up at Walmart. So you'll see them there. Like, but then, you know, and you'll go to them. And then what happens when you get a letter? Cause the letters could come in for any little detail. And 
right. who do you ask for help? You're talking, you know you're talking I mean? about like so, a letter from the IRS or, or the state of California saying either you owe taxes or for whatever reason, right? That's kind of what you're referring to. So, yeah. So what happens is um, the most common letter is a CP2000 letter where um, basically what happens is the IRS knows everything, almost everything. <laughs> and <laughs> so what the happens scariest is... scariest agency in this government, by the way, is the IRS. <laughs> They're the scariest one. You submit your return and... Um, when something doesn't add up, the IRS will send you a letter. It's a CP2000 saying, this is what you sent. This is what we have. This is the difference. You either received too much refund or you underpaid us. So what happens is um, they'll give you an opportunity to clear up the error. If it's an error, they'll give you an opportunity to respond to see what's going on. Um, but if you don't, you know, if you don't, if you don't reply to them, um, by default, you're going to owe. And what happens is after that report is finalized, they will send the same report over to the state of California mm -hmm. because as Californians, we file federal and state taxes. <clears throat> so um, just this Saturday, like we just, we gain, we get new clients every week. And I, I wasn't too big on the social media stuff, but just recently, I, I'd say within the last six months or so, I've just been putting a lot of information out there and the response has been crazy. Like I, and now with the technology, the Zoom and being able to help people, like I've kind of like, um, I, I put myself a little bit more out there to help people and people are really, I mean, appreciating what we do, the content that we post and um, the fact that we're able to answer questions. I think that if your tax consultant isn't available or accessible, I think you need to probably change. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and it's so important to have, um, like I said, since I got, uh, since I ran kind of a, a consulting business for a little while and then, um, okay. and then own, you know, I own, I have two houses. Right. And so for me, um, a, a, a really good tax person and I have an amazing one. He's been doing my taxes for, man, it's going to date me. I'm kind of old now, but for like 20 plus years, around 20 years, nah. right? almost 20 years, you know, and he's my age by the way, but he's, uh, he's been doing a great job for me. It's so, we have it so well oiled, like it's a well oiled machine now that like when I go in every year, it's like, here's what you need. And even I've even done my taxes remotely because he has a system where I can just upload files to him and I know what he needs. And then he yes. processes everything and he calls it back and goes, this is what I got. You know, and he goes through it yes. step by step. So like in, in having a good tax person in your life, um, <clears throat> when it comes to, uh, and I'm not saying you shouldn't pay your taxes, but I'm saying there's, there's some taxes you don't have to pay if you have the financial awareness to not have to pay those. And that's okay. And I look at, uh, I'm going to say something that's a little <clears throat> gray area that some people might not agree with and that's okay. But, um, if you look at what's going on with the stimulus today, right? Like our country is only giving back what 600 bucks. Now the second stimulus to be 600 bucks, right? It's what they agreed to. Yeah. They tried to push the 2000 through, but it didn't happen. The one before that was 1200 bucks. If you look at it for an entire year, uh, people were giving back 1800 bucks. Now, most people that work paid way more than that in taxes. So, uh, and a lot of other countries have been giving back that amount or more each month to their citizens. So I don't trust the federal government with my money. That's me personally, though. That's just me personally. I don't trust it that when I give them, because I pay a lot of taxes, <laughs> like yeah. I pay an amount of taxes that I think, um, uh, uh, let me say this in, in the right way. I pay enough taxes that um, it would hurt most people's soul if they saw the amount of money I pay every year in taxes. It sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's because. But, you know, I mean, you got to do the right thing. I always tell people, like, you know, your bookkeeping is important depending on what type of business you have. I tell my business owners, you know, 
the most common um, mistake I see is the business owner that wants to be their own accountant and they want to cut corners. So I always tell people when they come and they see me like, look, your job is to make money. If, if, you know, uh, I have clients from all types of, I I, I do a lot of um, loncheras, a lot of people that are just amazing at what they do. And I always tell them like, that's your job. You need to focus on generating the money and you need, and my job is to figure out how to make sure we're running your profit and losses every month. We're looking at your bank statements. We're making sure your money is being spent the right way. That's my job. I can tell you personally, I do this for a living, but I have an accountant and a bookkeeper who takes care of my stuff because a lot of times I don't have time to do my shit. Like I don't want to, like I, I, you know, I think on Instagram, you've seen a a post or a meme that says I did my own taxes and got a million dollar refund. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can fuck it up easily. Right. If you don't pay attention. Yeah. Now you you can fuck up your own taxes. My job is to help people. So that's what I do. And then I hire someone to help me with my personal matters. So, but again, I think I might be that annoying client because I know my shit. So when I go in there, like, what's this, what's that? Did we depreciate this? Did we appreciate that? My accountant, like, she's amazing. I love her. She's so calm and patient with me. Um, but I always tell business owners, you know, from the start, you know, make sure you do your research, just the basic stuff, you know, how you're going to start up your business, whether it's going to be a DBA or if you want to go LLC, if you want to go S Corp, C Corp, the requirements. Um, the first thing I always ask is, okay, you want to start a business, how much uh, are you looking, you know, because depending on how you're going to start, I, I lay out what you know, if you're going to do just a DBA fictitious business name, you're looking to spend this much. If you want to go LLC, you got to spend this much and pay your franchise fee every year. So I always tell people, you know, these are your options, depending on where you're at financially, then we could see what's the best option. Um, Because not every entity is for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's like the small things I think um, people don't know about, like simple things like, if you're a consultant or you have your own business and you're driving around, like, you know, you can write off your mileage, for instance, or you can write off potentially, potentially, you can, and I say potential because I'm not giving any tax advice. By the way, yeah. let me say that. <laughs> First off, I, it's just this to begin with, but neither one of us is giving off tax advice to anybody. Yeah. We're just talking about uh, uh, things when it comes to the tax realm and kind of reality. Yeah. So I am not a accountant or a tax person by any means. I just know my personal experience with taxes and yeah. that kind of thing. So we're not giving any advice on this podcast by any means whatsoever. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> we're just throwing some kind of uh, facts out there that we, well, things that we know is to be facts. And also we're going to go over kind of some common questions um, yes. about taxes and stuff like that. So, Absolutely. you know, one of the things I wish I knew when I was young, cause I was consulted a lot when I was a younger guy, I'm consulting still now, but when I was younger, I consulted quite a bit and, um, no, I didn't you know when I first started, I didn't know I could write off like my tax mileage or a percentage of my car because I used it for my business. And even like my home office, I could write off a percentage of the square feet of my home office because, you know, which means like if I pay $2,000 a month in rent, I can kind of block out the 10 by 10 space in my office and kind of write that off based upon the business I was doing. There's a lot of write offs yeah. that people have that people don't know about that is mm-hmm. uh, can help people out financially quite a bit. But again, yeah. that, that's more geared towards people who, you know, have businesses, run businesses, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But I think it's important for people to know this because a lot of us uh, uh, just don't know these things. And, and I realize at a very young age, um, because I have, I have, I've had some mentors that have kind of mentored me over the years uh, when it comes to financial things. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I wasn't mentored by them, um, well, let me take a step back. 
my parents, my mom and my stepfather who, who raised me, um, they're very financially aware, very financially educated. So my education started with them first, you know what I mean? Very first. Um, and so they have a good background, you know, they've, they own a business and, you know, they've owned properties throughout the years and that kind of thing. And they're very financially aware. So they know the ins and outs. And so, you know, it started at home, kind of my financial education, but then it continued as I got into my consulting game and kind of dealing with very high level IT work that I've been doing over the years and just kind of meeting, you know, wealthy, rich people kind of teaching me the things that I thought I would have never known if it wasn't for them, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing because just being around that mindset, just, it just, it's, you know, not everybody is, is lucky enough to have um, that guidance. Right. And yeah. it's so sad when I see a lot of um, these young adults that it's like these patterns that we see growing up, like financially, like my mom, you know, she did what she could to provide for us. And, and that was that, but you know, no one, they're not t- talking to us about credit, how to establish credit, why taking yes. care of your credit is so important, <clears throat> why your taxes are so important, why, you know, why you have to be current with these things. Like, and what happens if you don't pay the government and then you, you could get a possible lien in your bank account. Like all these little things um, are not really discussed until you're, you know, and then once you screw up, you know, it takes a while to clean all that up and it takes a yeah. lot of money and it just prevents you from, just you know opportunities absolutely so, you know speaking of that um credit is one thing and, and it's a whole other topic but we should touch on it just a little bit because it's important it ha- yeah. has has, has uh, you know latinos mexicanos growing up we're taught a lot of things one things we're one things we're also you know at least in in most families i know we're taught we're, we're taught kind of not to talk about finances and money we're, we're kind of taught to like though you know kind of politics leave those things aside we don't at the dinner table we don't talk about those things you know but Which is crazy, yeah. yeah. It's it's insane, right? So, but 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 the 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 credit thing, man. Oh my god! When when I was seventeen years old, I mean, immediately when you're seventeen, almost eighteen, you start getting letters for credit cards, right? And I remember the first credit card I got was a Capital One credit card, and it was for like a thousand dollars, right? Which a thousand dollars to me at seventeen, eighteen was like a ton of cash. <laughs> I went and maxed that thing out immediately and didn't pay it back for like four or five years, and it destroyed my credit, right? So like, like we we education when it comes to credit and everyone loves to say that you know i would rather pay for everything cash sure great that's awesome but if you know how to leverage credit and a credit line properly it can absolutely be a stepping stone for you to the next financial phase of your life if you know how to use it properly but a lot of us are not taught how to and don't know how to you know what i mean simple things like don't mac you know if you have a credit card for 100 bucks don't spend more than 30 dollars on it and pay it off at the end of the month. Like there's a whole bunch of things you can do. And then once you build a credit line, certain, you know, next thing you know, if you use it properly, you have a $50,000 credit line. And then you can start a business. Yeah. And then you can do all the things you wanted to do once you know how to build that credit line. So again, financial mm-hmm. education is extremely and critically, critically important. And it's something I've been wanting to talk about in this podcast. So I'm excited to have you. Yes. Um, and I could tell you that um, I don't know it all. I learned a lot of things along the way because another thing too is, as business owners and Latinos, a lot of times people don't want to help you. They don't want to share information. Everybody's just kind of like, like you said, hush, hush at the table. Um, not everybody's clapping for you sometimes. And and you got to figure things out and you got to fall on your face and you got to get up and whatever. So I could tell you when I first started my business, I didn't have the proper advice. Uh, I started uh, as a sole proprietor. 
And as and a little bit about starting as a sole proprietor, it's it's you know it's a sole proprietor is you have a tax ID number, everything falls under you, any liability under you, whatever. And I did really well, you know, and I established um, um, my credit lines and everything, and I would use them and I would pay them and I would use them, but my credit was always at a certain level, and I'm like, but I'm responsible, like you know what's going on. So I actually attended. Um, about two years ago, I attended a driven event here in Los Angeles, and it's held by Albert Preciado, and, um, and, and and he has some amazing guest speakers. And I came across this gal named um, Rondi Lambert, and he actually schooled me on how to separate myself, how to create my LLC, how to get a business credit, and how to get these credit lines and just these opportunities. So, um, a lot of times as business owners, we need to invest to attend different events because the information is not going to land on your, on your desk. Yeah. You got to go out there and look for it and educate um, yourself, educate yourself, educate yourself. You have to educate yourself. So now, um, man, with all the, you know, everything that was happening with COVID, everything that is happening with COVID, you know, I was able to um, take advantage of the SBA assistance going on. I was able to grow the business keep jobs, create more jobs. I just opened my fifth office location. And I am very proud to say that my team, we just hired our new girl last week and I am, you know, growing, I'm providing jobs. You know, a lot of these, um, these, uh, these opportunities created for businesses, um, are, are, are important to take advantage of. Had I not done things the right way and cut corners and been a, been a cheap ass because I don't want to pay the government this, I don't want to pay the $800 franchise fee. I don't want to do that. I would have stayed at the same, you know, the same. So that's why I'm saying like having a, uh, your tax knowledge, if you are looking to become an entrepreneur, you know, the basic tax knowledge, um, invest in a, in, in, in a consultation. A lot of times, you know, I get business owners that are just too cheap and they don't even want to pay for a consultation. And I'm like, well, <clears throat> they don't want to learn. Priorities a little fucked up yeah. because you need someone to tell you these things. Yeah. They don't want to learn. What happens is you start everything backwards, yep. you know? Yep. So um, with that being said, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, educate yourself, attend events, uh, network with different people, because, you know, by by networking with different people, you're going to learn, you know, I'm, I'm going to learn something from you, Javi, that I maybe, you know, I could I could put into into action. And again, that's the purpose why I'm here to answer these questions, to share my experience as a Latina woman with all odds against me, you know, I, I, um, I, I can't, I cannot say that I'm self-made because along the way I met some amazing people that helped me, um, financially when I, so uh, when I was working at the tax office, I worked there for about five years, the business, uh, owner sold. And, uh, basically he called me into his office one day. He said, you know what? I appreciate everything. I'm out. I sold the business. Um, you're still going to have a job. It's going to be under new ownership. And, you know, at this point you're ready to be on your own and I wish you the best. And I was like, what do you mean on my own? Like, I need my paycheck. I was getting paid about, (laughs) I think every two weeks I was getting like $500 and I was super happy. I'm like, what, you know? And so at that point, that right there, what the plant, he, he, the, the seed he planted in me, like, I think you're ready to go on your own. Like, I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? So he sold, um, the transition took place in January around November. I, 
grew some balls to tell my my boss, my manager at the time, like, hey, you know, um, just because things were changing, the pay rate, the commission and stuff like that, I wasn't too happy about it. And I said, you know, but I was, I didn't want to like lose my job because I, I, that's all I knew at that time. That's all I knew. And I had just uh, moved into one of my first apartment and, you know, a lot of things. Um, and so I told my boss, Hey boss, like, you know, um, I, I think I want to try something on my own. Is there any way that, you know, I'm full-time. Is there any way we could maybe do a part-time? I could maybe take two days off and, you know, and so he's like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and make a note and we'll go ahead and talk tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow comes and I go to the office like normal with my coffee, everything. And he's like, Pam, come, come to the back. I gotta, I gotta speak to you. Well, he handed me my termination letter Mm. and I'm like, shit, what? I, you know, and I had just got a new car. I had just got my apartment. I had saved some money, but I had given all my savings into moving into an apartment because I didn't have credit. I had to pay first, last deposit, plus this, plus that. So again, had I been given the knowledge of like, hey, get a credit card, build your credit, right. you know, so I had given like maybe $3,000 to move into an $800 apartment yeah. and I was broke. I'm like, what the, you know? So um, long story short, I had just finished paid off my, I had a, a Honda Civic and I had just finished paying it off. And after I paid off that car, I went to um, a dealership and I got into a $700 debt. Uh, I bought a BMW and I was so proud of my BMW. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this was like a week before I got fired. So I felt the fucking pressure because that $700 BMW was not that that I got ripped off. I got fucking ripped off. <laughs> now yeah, that I look yeah, back, yeah. I'm like, God damn, because the Cardinal was 700. The insurance was like 300 because I was a young driver. It was a nice car. And, you know, it was a newer car. So. So now I'm like, dang, like I really I got my rent due. Thanksgiving is in two weeks. The holidays. What am I going to do? So um, I went to a title, a title company. And I was so pride, not prideful, but I was kind of like, you know what? I was determined to do it on my own. I said, I'm not going to ask for loans. I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm going to, as far as family goes, because that's one thing too. And it's so sad because when someone has an idea and there's potential, like I didn't receive any type of like, I mean, my mom, I couldn't expect much because she was still raising my four siblings, you know, and you know, I wasn't going to put that pressure on her, but I didn't have any family member that really believed in me to say, And I had family members in positions to help me out Mm -hmm. and no one really helped me out. And that's fine because it's okay. Because that pushed me. I'm like, okay. So I went to get a title loan. They gave me, they approved me for like $3,500, but they take 500 from there. So you, I got $3,000 and you know, I had a bank account, but they were going to do a week to clear the check. So then I went to a check cashing place and they took $200 from my $3,000 check. I'm like, what? You know, and then I'm like, I got to put a thousand aside for my rent. And then I was like, and then if, I mean, I was like, I cannot let my car get repoed. Absolutely not. But if I got to be late on a payment or two, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. And again, without the knowledge of, of buying, I didn't know how to buy computers or nothing. I went to Fry's and I got a computer, man, they screwed me so bad there too. I got, <laughs> I got a computer for like, man, $1,200. Damn. And then I was like, okay, so I got a computer. That's all I need. And I had a little space that I was able to, to use at my mom's job. Thank God her boss um, at a car wash. My mom was, a ca- she's a cashier at a car wash. Uh, he had a little room and he said, you know what, Pam? Like, use my room. 
And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, use my room. He, his name's Andy. He's Armenian. And he's like, yeah, use my room. And I'm like, okay. So I have like, I am super grateful for him because he allowed me to use his little back office. I had a computer. I had a little L shaped desk that I picked up on the street. I don't know where, like God put a desk in on my, on my way. Uh, I found a chair on the street and I was, you know, just you're driving around and you see furniture. I'm like, is this a sign? Like, <laughs> so awesome. again, like I said, I'm not self-made. I, I had help. I, I had uh, some great people that helped me along the way that probably don't even realize how much that really meant to me. Um, and so I knew that the tax season started in January. I did sign a confidentiality agreement at my old job. So I was the highest producer in that office, but I, I was afraid of lawsuits. So I was like, I'm not, heck no, I don't want no problems. So um, my mom being a, a, a cashier at the car wash, um, she she would see a lot of people and my mom would hype me up. My mom would be like, you know, taxes, like da, 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 da. <laughs> Um, I had no marketing budget. I think I, I went to Vistaprint and I got like a thousand cards for like 20 bucks. And I went to the 99 cent store and I got a pack of paper and I got a, a pack of Sharpies and I cut a, a sheet of paper into four and I would put taxes, $50, my cell phone number, taxes, $50, my cell phone, anywhere and everywhere that I would go, you would see me putting the little papers on their windshields, on people's windshields, <laughs> on their cars. Oh, yeah. I was out here. I had a car note and heck no. And I didn't want no one to repo my BMW. I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God. Like, <laughs> you're a hustler. You're, you're a hustler by nature. And that's, man, man, I was out there. I would go, you know, I was so broke. I would go to eat uh, to like to taco stands and I wouldn't even get food because I was so broke. And I would just go to platicar with people and be like, okay, look, me to you, I will taxes, no culpa ayuda or whatever. <laughs> I was out there. You know what? But, but, uh, Stop saying that you're not self-made because you're absolutely self-made, which you are self-made because you bust your ass, you've worked hard, and you've attracted the people in your life that have helped you out. So yeah, um, I, I often get asked by a lot of people I, from my past when I when I run into them, man, how'd you, how'd you get into that? How'd you do that? Like I work very high level IT, right? I've been doing it for a number of years now. I have a high school diploma. I've managed everything from, you know, guys with, uh, you know, BAs to master degrees, even to a couple PhDs over the years. And I have a fucking high school diploma. You know how I got there? I've been busting my fucking ass off for many years. And yeah. I ran into people who saw my effort, who were able to help me get to the next level in my life. So there's what I call yeah. men they're, they're mentors to me. I've had yeah. two or three mentors in my life that are amazing. You know what I mean? One of my biggest mentors in my life is, is a woman who, uh, I can never thank enough in my life. She's an amazing, amazing woman, a businesswoman driven um, uh, and, and taught me so much. You know what I mean? So like, um, don't say that you're not self-made. You're absolutely self-made. What you are is somebody self-made that attracted <laughs> the right people to help you get to the next step. Yeah. And that is critically just, important, you know? Yeah. I always like to give credit when it's due. Like really, like I'm telling you the way just everything happened in, in my life. Um, uh, at the same, uh, uh, along the way, I, I, it wasn't easy. Um, I went through a lot of things and, um, my, my escape from reality was always being a workaholic, yeah. workaholic. And just what's the next plan? What's the next idea? What are we going to do? Um, I went through a divorce and I didn't know. Uh, so I married young. I married at a, uh, around 18 years old. I, I married and, um, <laughs> I didn't know. I never, a prenup, I didn't, I was 18. I didn't know, you know, (laughs) 
So yeah. it it got it became a little challenging because um he you know with no prenup uh, he was technically we're in a community property state um he was he was part part founder too you know he he did help me out a lot he was really good um with the with the marketing stuff so he he helped uh, but just things uh things didn't work out um. And I had to figure out what a prenup was and how nasty a divorce could get. So, <laughs> um, you know, I paid an amazing attorney to, to I, I paid a consultation to an attorney. I said, look, this is the reality. I started this. I don't make tons of money, but we do have some profits. And he goes, well, well, Pam, like, you know, um, you need to figure out your profits and, and offset them. And I said, okay, well, how he goes, you ever thought of opening more offices? And I was like, boom. All right, cool. So had that not, man, and I hate to put this out there, but that's my, you know, I'm like, you know what? Uh, all right. So, uh, no profits. We're just going to keep investing. So office number two, office number three. So, you know, that's just what happened. And, and it wasn't like I was being, you know, just things weren't being fair. He, he didn't want to be fair. And so then I had to, I had to pay an attorney to figure out right. how, hey, how I was going to take care of, of, of my situation. And so, now you have five offices, right? Five. Uh, yeah, we have five locations wow, now. Congratulations to you. That's awesome. And, yeah. Thank you. And we do a little bit of everything. We don't only do taxes. So we work alongside the department of justice. We do the life scan. Okay. Uh, we do DMV services. So we're authorized by all these agencies and to get <laughs> into this business, it's, it's crazy because they do thorough background checks. They do everything. Like right. we have actual DMV inventory in our location. So we're like a triple A. You're like you're like a Mexican um, UPS store. I think better than a UPS store. <laughs> we, just, we just don't sell boxes. But yeah, we I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I just say because they do like live scan and all that stuff too. You oh know yeah, I mean? we do that. And you know what's crazy <clears throat> that um, the we were actually contacted by the Department of Justice, Secretary of State, uh, to make sure that we you know were open because we're essential. Because what happened with COVID is all these doctors and nurses were um, coming out of retirement to go help the the hospitals and mm. the shortage of staff so they a lot of these individuals came to us in the los angeles area to do the life scan because a lot of people just shut doors and you know they're like we don't want to deal with it so it's crazy how we had to just kind of pivot and figure out how we were going to remain open at the same time keeping our team safe and you know because when we're doing life scan I, we need to be literally next to each other i need to yeah. roll your fingerprints and do all that so yeah um i could tell you that the last six months i've been I, i'm at walmart line at like five in the morning to make sure at six when they open i could see you know the sanitizers all that stuff because it was challenging to get a hold of all that stuff yeah and, and <laughs> see again so that's an example of kind of who you are as a person right so um i guess what i'm hearing from you quite a bit and, and it's uh something that i think and I hope resonates with other people and I hope kind of inspires other people is that kind of every challenge you've been, that's been thrown at you in your life, you know, whether it was your childhood, whether it was learning kind of the, the ropes of business and kind of the challenges of business or uh, now like Corona, right. As a business owner. Right. So oh, there, yeah. all those challenges have been thrown your way. You've overcame them. Right. So there's Absolutely. no, there's no whining and crying about, I can't do this or it's not me. No. It's figuring out how to overcome those challenges. And that's one thing that like, I think more people need to hear because a lot of people oh. get really comfortable, right? People are like, well, how do you do what you do? If you ask my son, 
and I talked to him the other day about this. He's like, he, I was like, Tris, people think I don't work because I'm at home all the time. Well, I work from home. I've been working <laughs> home for home for years. But my son is like, yeah, but you work all the fucking time. He's like, this yeah. is what I have <clears throat> right here. This is what I have at my desk exactly. right here. That's why I was like, if, and it says right here, it says, if it's important to you, you will find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. hundred percent. My offices are excuse free zones. I let my team know when they're hired on like, you know, I'm an amazing person. I just don't like fucking excuses. If right. something didn't get done, we need to figure out the solution. Why it didn't get done is at this point irrelevant. We'll figure it out afterwards right. and whatever we need to address. Well, but I hate excuses. 100%. I hate excuses. You know what? Hold that up and... again. Uh, hold that up again, because I, w- I want to get a, a hold that sign up again. I want to. I actually want to get a quick picture of that because that'll be. Um, there you go. Smile big. <laughs> All right, we got it. Um, yeah. That that'll be that'll be a. That's a. Um, it's an amazing example of somebody who's like a leader and and leads from, uh, from you know in front and not behind. You know what I mean? So like. In other words, I'm pretty sure that you and your office and with, with your employees and stuff, I'm pretty sure you're willing to do everything that they're doing and know how to do it and will you know, jump in at any time, right? So that, that, that's a true leader. So, And you know what I do too is I don't cut corners with my team. I hire with no experience. I right. just, I what I look for is good people. Yeah. If you're a good person, I will train you. I will get you licensed. Uh, every one of my girls right here, like came with nothing as far as like licenses and I am proud to say they're all notary I've I've helped them become notary publics licensed tax consultants DMV agents life scan operators all that stuff insurance agents we run an insurance agency too here um and we're you know we help the community out um one of the things that you mentioned for example with your tax consultant you're okay with doing the virtual thing where we're located we help a lot of hispanic uh clients that don't really know the computer stuff um they don't really know how to read english we have a lot of older clients and you know it's sad to me and and this is one thing that i want to tell the audience out there like if your parents struggle with i have clients that come into us so that we could read a letter that came in the mail Right. Like, and I already know the clients around here. Mija, no me lees esta carta, por favor. <laughs> and they have kids. Right. And their kids are too busy to help their parents. And, and that really, you know, shame on people that are not, you know, you know, I always say like, because I know a lot of families that uh, I, I have on social media and I see their kids and then, you know, they're, a lot of times their their parents come to me for just basic things like, que me puedes ayudar con esto? And I'm like, wow, like, guys, we need to do better with our parents, you know, we need to really help our, you know, that's simple, you know, and but anyway, um, when the Rona happened in March, I was like, damn, what are we gonna do? Like, you know, I I feel like a pressure because I have to, I want to meet payroll, I don't want to let my girls go. Like, I know they have families, I know they have expenses, I know they have their overhead, they depend on their paycheck. So to me, I was like, you know what, I need to figure shit out. Um, I went online, I got these sneeze guards, I got this table, and man, we had lines out the door. We were blessed with business. We had traffic. I was, again, I was like, you know what, if I need to go back and, and start like, you know, like uh, in Vegas on the strip where those guys are like, yeah. and stuff, I was yeah, like, man, yeah. I'll do it. I don't care. You'll like, figure it out. I just, to me, you know, a lot of tax offices, a lot of owners 
um, after tax season, they shut down, they're traveling all over the world. The money's good They're you know, but to me, I'm like, you know what? I, I want to, I want to build my team and I want to make sure my team is good. That's the purpose of, of right. me being in business is to help people. Um, and that really is what keeps me driven. Right. And providing jobs, providing jobs is so important. People, people don't realize that's the other thing too, where people are like, well, this guy has money and he's rich or he has a business or he has this and he has that. But a lot of people don't realize how much work it takes to get to that level. And then they also, the one thing they don't really realize, let's say you have a small business, right? I don't know how many employees you have, but let's just say you have 20 employees, right? Like mm-hmm. not you personally, but to say, you know, I'm a business owner and I have 20 employees. Like that's 20 people whose lives livelihoods I'm responsible for, you know what I mean? So when Corona happens, like that's maybe 10 men and 10 women whose lives that have families and kids and everything else that people don't realize when they're just like, Oh, well this, this business owner doesn't want to pay taxes here. It doesn't want to do whatever it may be. Like the, the idea behind kind of negativity towards business owners is crazy to me because like as a business owner, like you employ people and their livelihood, the way they feed their families, yeah. having a roof over their head, all that stuff is your responsibility and the pressure for that. If you're a good person, and I really do believe that most business people are good people because we love to look at kind of the really bad kind of billionaire people that are kind of for sure not the greatest people in the world. But the vast majority of business owners in this world own small businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, you know, mm-hmm. the Amazons and the Googles and those companies and the Walmarts and the Targets, those are those are the exception. But the vast yeah. majority of businesses in this country are small businesses ran by normal people like you and I who would just love to be able to give people a good life and a good yeah. opportunity to get to the next level in life, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so... Yeah, those things are important. So we it's do important, have- and and um, you know, again, like not cutting corners, making sure, like I invest in my team, um, technology training stuff like that, and I believe, I honestly believe, like if you do good, good will, you know, it will, it, you're gonna Come be on. all right, yeah. and you know, it's it's worked, and it, and I don't do it because oh my god, I don't no, it's just genuine. I, I'm a genuine per, genuine person. Um, I've been able to start this business with a very limited marketing. It's a referral based business. You know, after the first year when I was out there, you know, putting little flyers on cars, I got too busy to be out there doing that. I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I became a mother. I had my, uh, my first son, he's seven, he's going to be seven in February. And then I have my, my second, uh, Christopher, he, he's uh, four years old. My son's Christopher Um, too, by the way. Yeah. So I have my, my boys too. And I managed to get shit done. That's why I really believe like what I have right here, the, the, you know, if you really want it, you're going to figure out a way to do it. You know, when the PS5 went out there, I know people that, you know, um, don't want to spend money on certain things, but that PS5 made it under their tree. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, by the way, my son's name is Christopher too. I have a Christopher too. So that's funny. Baby, I love my babies. Yeah. And they really are my wise, like, Every day I'm like, man, I got, you know, as a business owner too, you got to wake up and push yourself to really, cause you could get a little comfortable sometimes, you know, and every day, you know, it's a challenge sometimes to, to, um, to, to just keep going, you know? And, yeah. and so I, I, uh, growing up, you know, with the broken home, my mom had to work. She had two jobs. Um, when I get out of school, I was always in the after school program. So I would see my friends get picked up by their parents. Like their parents were the ones that were lined up outside the, right. the curb at school. Yeah. I didn't have that. I knew I had to go to the after school program and yeah. then, you know, wait outside to see if my mom didn't get stuck in traffic getting to me, you know? Yeah. So I, I, um, 
when I became pregnant and I had my child, I said, okay, I, I need to figure out what I'm going to do and where I'm going. And I said, yeah, I want to be that PTA mom. I want to be the mom at the assemblies. I want to be the mom that's there when my son's getting the award for whatever it is. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, so at that point I had to figure out the business plan. I said, okay, well, I don't want to be a slave to my business, but how can I balance it out? Um, again, systems, training my team, making sure that everything's, um, running even though i'm gone uh, you know yeah. kind of like setting your business on autopilot yeah um and i and i'm not i'm not perfect i'm there but every 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 so often we're improving things we're tweaking things and you know this year i was supposed to be the pta mom but this rona messed yeah. that up i was <laughs> i was like what the heck? like yeah. i was ready man i was ready i even paid the when we did the registration last year in like what september or whatever because he's a first grader I even paid like the, the initiation fee. And I'm like, yes, you guys call me for everything. I will be here. Cupcakes, little juices, whatever you need. I'm here. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it worked out that way, but it's okay. Um, uh no, that's good. Super, super impressive. Um, I congratulate yeah. your uh, your efforts and your rewards. And and again, uh, I just wish more people would understand um, how much hard work it takes to make to be successful. So, um, the the next. Uh, kind of piece i wanted to go through is we have a, we have a series of questions here yeah 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 um, that google that are, room and and again guys disclosure every situation is different so you want to consult with your tax advisor uh these are just questions these are very frequently asked questions and again it might not be you know it might not fit your particular situation but you guys feel free to to maybe dm any questions and maybe on the next segment we can go ahead and answer some more yeah more absolutely. questions yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll probably do a second podcast of this and go through some stuff. I'm sure we'll probably do yeah. a few over the years. I mean, um, I'm already very impressed with you. So uh, <laughs> we got a list um, that Pam drew up, you know, uh, Pam the Tax Girl, by the way. Throw it yeah. out there again. Tax Girl 626 on Instagram. But um, if you're in the L.A. area, East L.A. area, for sure hit her up. But uh, uh, we have a list of common questions she gets that I think are, you know, I went over them. I'm like, Oh, these are good questions. And, and I learned yeah. some stuff too. We were kind of, kind of talking about the stuff before the podcast. I typically, when guests come on, talk to them for a few minutes before kind of, you know, um, go over kind of what we're going to talk about. And so, um, one of the ones that I thought was, that was a great question in my opinion, cause I didn't even know this, this was a thing is, um, the first question is I file taxes with an I T I N uh, and have children with valid social security numbers and you and they are u.s citizens do i get a stimulus so for those of you who don't know what an itin number are pam go ahead and tell them what that is because i didn't uh, know so, that's big, I uh, so yeah so um uh at, um individual tax identification numbers what that is is uh this number is given to individuals who do not have a valid social and cannot uh, apply for a valid social mm -hmm. so um, the government uh, kind of contradicts itself because they, you know, if you're here illegally, you're not supposed to work. And if you happen to work, uh, you apply for an ITIN number and the IRS will give it to you and then you file your taxes with it. So it's uh, typically it's a number that starts with a nine. And what happened on the first stimulus is that the, the ITIN families were excluded from the stimulus. Damn. So let's say that I was brought into the States when I was little, which I was. And then let's say that maybe I was not in a position to get a social. So then I would have been filing with an ITIN, but my kids are for our U S citizens. Um, my kids and I were excluded from any type of assistance, which I think is still being, I mean, there's um, a lot of lawsuits going on right now. So the first stimulus was not paid out to all of the families 
in the states um and you know that that that's that however with and and, and there was a lot of um a lot of back and forth with um with that issue and so now this second round um if you happen to be married with a with a, a u.s citizen that has a valid social um you are now eligible for that stimulus so what happens is if you are a single filer head of household let's say let's say me i'm a mom and i don't have a valid social i wouldn't get the stimulus however if i were to file married with a husband that had a valid social everybody would get a stimulus except for me. So he would get one along with the children. So it's still a little screwed up, but I mean, I know that this second round did help a lot more families. Um, so a tax ID number is basically a number to file your taxes if you are not in a position to obtain a valid social legally. It's good to know. So that's good information. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know that that was a thing. And Yeah, you know, yeah. And there's a lot of young adults <clears throat> that are in that situation because again, parents brought them when they were young. You know, they, they, unless, I mean, depending on the situation, they can't get a valid social. So if you guys, if, if you, if you know, you know, if anybody out there needs to get an item, I mean, let me know. And I will definitely give you the steps. It's, it's not hard. It takes some time, but you want to be um, in the system in case there's an opportunity for you to become, you know, um, a resident in the future. You know, I'm, um, immigration is not my niche, but uh, a lot of times I get clients like, okay, my attorney wants me to file taxes. That's the way you're going to prove you're here and that you're doing the right thing, filing taxes. Right. Yeah. And that, that looks good in your favor for sure. So. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And uh, one of the other questions was, um, I was claimed as a dependent and I didn't get my stimulus one or two, which means the first or second round. Uh, can I still recover that money? Okay. So what happened is um, that we have a lot of adults that, Every situation is different, but from what I've gathered, you know, a lot of times you, you, you are getting assistance from the government and, you know, you're probably off the radar and um, you probably are letting someone claim you as an adult and someone claim your children. Yes, there's an opportunity to claim that in your, um, in uh, this following, this tax season that's going to be here. Um, it's, it's, a, it's like a tax return, but it's really not, it's going to be, let's see, I have the exact name right here. It's like a non-filers tool. So, um, you are going to be able to recover that. However, do not let anybody claim you. So I'm telling people right now, because we don't know if more money is going to be given out, um, in order to be eligible for the stimulus, no one could claim you and no one could claim your children in case you want to qualify for the stimulus. So the people that got um, kind of screwed over, for example, let's say me, uh, my mom doesn't work and I help her and I claimed her to get a little bit of tax, you know, help on my mm -hmm. return. Mm -hmm. Well, by me claiming her, mm -hmm. she became um, ineligible for her own stimulus. So can you imagine all the pissed off moms we have? Oh, yeah. Because the thing is that, you know, we didn't know that this was going to happen. The stimulus is the first one went out in April. People by April already had filed their taxes, you know, tax seasons January through April. So... Um, I'm telling people, if you missed out on your stimulus and you qualified as an adult, you had a valid social, you weren't required to file your taxes, don't let anybody claim you and you'll be able to recover that money. Right. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. There's, there's a whole list here, by the way. So bear with us. We're going to go through these because I think a lot of these are really important questions that people might have, you know, and so yeah. they're good stuff. So uh, next one is, um, do I claim the unemployment I received? Uh, and if so, what form do I need? That's uh, unemployment, right? So, yes. Yeah. So if you received uh, the unemployment, the pandemic unemployment, one of the things that happened this prior year was 
Well, normally with unemployment, you needed to have a job and you needed to have some type of credits on uh, in order to get your unemployment. Unemployment is not my niche, but in the past, if you were self-employed, they wouldn't give you any money because there's no, you're not paying any, any unemployment insurance. Um, But this, with this situation, they approved the pandemic unemployment. So um, a lot of people that were self-employed were able to get like a lot of unemployment money. I want to say maybe between 10 to $25,000 for self-employed people that had been off the radar. And so what happens is um, that's going to create a situation because um, a lot of tax situations are going to change. Unemployment does not trigger refundable credits. So if you have any kids, your refund, you guys just don't make plans with large (laughs) refunds because it's like you can't double dip. So unemployment doesn't trigger certain credits, but you know, if you look at it in the sense that, you know, I received this money and you know, you can't expect all kinds of money. So yes, you will be getting a 1099 G it's either going to be on your portal or it's going to be mailed out to you, but you cannot exclude that form. Let's say you worked part-time in the beginning of the year, you're going to have a W2 for that part-time work. And then if you received unemployment for the rest of the year, you'll have a 1099 G you must combine those, you must present that to your tax consultant so that mm. they prepare the accurate return. If you get that form, it means you're a G, fool. Yes, you're a G. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to crack some jokes. We've been all serious tax talk, you know what I mean? I know. But, I use, I'm usually you know, a joker, so. Um, yeah. All right, next question. Someone is claiming me without my permission. How do I fix that? Okay, so this is very common too. Um, again, because a lot of people miss the opportunity to uh, get the stimulus because maybe someone claimed them. What I'm going to say is, you know, at one point you may have given your information. Now you got to be very careful who you give your information to, you know, a lot of times, and I'll see these young girls with their boyfriends, they're cool one year. And as soon as the refunds hit, they split, like it's, it's crazy. Like you guys do not give your social to people, you know, because you don't never know. So anyway, there is an identity um, theft affidavit that we could fill out. Um, there is a form that exists. It just, it's, it takes a little while for it to go into effect, but basically what happens is um, the IRS will send you a pin. And uh, when we put in your information, if you have a pin that is um, needed to actually prepare a return, we have to put it in the system. Uh, let's say that, uh, let's say you hobby, I, I did, you did a verification of identity or whatever. Um, if you file your taxes without that pin, the IRS will say, nope, invalid, send it to us with the pin. So at that point, that's how they're protecting you. Okay. So that's Same thing with dependents. The dependent may need a pin, but it, it takes a while, especially with COVID right now, the IRS is, is, is extremely behind. So you oh, can't can hold imagine. your breath with that but i mean if you need to do it you could do it and that's it's a way to kind of fix that i can only imagine (sighs) (laughs) by the way i'm going to say it again the irs is the most uh scariest concerning agency out there if you're not uh and when i say i I say that uh, jokingly but also being serious when it comes to like criminal activity you know what i mean like (laughs) if you're a criminal be scared if you're not paying your taxes like you're an average person you can fix it um but uh, they came after the biggest people, right? Like Al Capone. And you can think of all the people they came after. Like they couldn't get them on anything, but they got them on taxes, right? Like tax evasion. Exactly. And so. I always use Al Capone. Like, yeah, like, <clears> look, <throat> he was like, a, like you know, yeah. he was he was pretty, pretty hardcore, but he went down for tax evasion. Yeah. And well, a, lo- a lot. There's a lot of big 
uh, criminals in history where the federal government couldn't get them on anything other than tax evasion. So pay your taxes. You pe- people pay your taxes. Don't be Wesley Snipes. Don't be, um, I think Lauren Hill, right? There's a few people out there who didn't pay their taxes. <laughs> and- um, about a month ago, I was reading publication 17, which is like the tax Bible. I'm like a freaking nerd. Um, and it says right there, like you, sources of income, you must report your sources of income, whether it's, uh, bribe money, whether it's stolen property money, like anything, like they want right. their money. They don't care. Yep. You know, if yep. you're a drug dealer or whatever, like you got to pay taxes, you got to, you know, you got to <laughs> you gotta I, I, report your income. It says it on there. <laughs> I, I pay my taxes, man. I do. And, and you you got to file taxes and report your income. There's a lot of people who work <laughs> on the table who have a lot of cash and the problem is when you have that kind of cash and um, I'm not going to, well, it's hard to, to use it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you're sitting like there's, taxes, I, man. yeah, it's, it's hard, man. <laughs> I, I know some people who, um, and I'm not going to give any specifics. I don't want to get in trouble, but who offer to buy something for me for a lot of money. Right. They're like, Oh yeah, I got this amount of cash and it's, you know, two, $300,000 in cash, but you got to do this for me. Like do this for me, meaning like sell me something for a lower cost and I'll pay you a higher mm-hmm. cost. And I'm like, no, yeah. not going to work out. Cause I can't wash hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's no. ridiculous. Like just pay your yeah. taxes, man. Cause uh, the IRS is scary. Absolutely yes, scary. Yes, and believe me, I'll tell you guys, uh, I focus on tax resolution and I get all types of clients. I've actually been to face-to-face audits with clients. And one day I, I was in Woodland Hills at an IRS department out there and um, my client was running late. And so I was <clears> conversating <throat> with the with the agent. He was super cool. And that's one thing like, yes, IRS is scary, but they're humans just like us. They're doing their job. You know, and, and once in a while, I mean, more frequently than not, you, you'll come across people, agents that are, you know, they're, they're okay. Um, They're just doing their job. Um, But yeah, basically he said, you know what, as a tax professional, the best advice I could give you is do things the right way, because the moment shit goes down, the first person that's going to say you, you did that is going to be the client. They're not going to be sitting here saying, you know, so as a professional too, we have to cover our ass. We are licensed. We do have to do our due diligence. So, you know, um, if I wanted to be, um, instantly rich and make tons of money, there's a way to do that, but I'm here for the long run. I'm not here to make money and disappear and and have the feds after me. Like, no, I, to me, I like to sleep at night. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Me so, too. and I always tell clients like how it is. Like, look, if you like to sleep at night, just do things the right way. If yeah. your neighbor got away with it ten years, you know that's them. So that's the thing about people too is that a lot of times we like to compare, or a lot of times the neighbors just are talking and just making things seem, you know, bigger than what they are. So, like, I don't know about about you but like me if i'm getting a refund or something i'm not telling anybody i'm getting a refund because then you know the primos from you know that you haven't heard from all prima, <laughs> prestame, me wait, prestame, prestame. <laughs> for all they know i owe tons of money and that's it like hey, and i always man. tell people but then there's the people that want to like show up like oh look i mean maybe i don't yes me like why would you tell anybody that like yeah. keep that shit to yourself uh, first and foremost I, I i hardly ever get any shit back i pay so much I goddamn know, but, taxes 
I always tell people like, look, for all they know, you paid and that's it. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because then that's when people start, you know, prestame or, oh, yeah. you know, the cundina start and, you know, let me get your money. You know? <laughs> the ta and the tanda start? You want to join a tanda or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll give you the first three numbers. Just give me $500. Yeah. You know, it's like I see all kinds of shit. Like yeah, know, man. <laughs> all crazy. types of schemes. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Here's the next one. Um, I don't have a valid social security number and I work. How do I file taxes? Yeah. So that's the I-10. You're going to want to apply for the tax ID number. Um, if, I'm sorry for the, the I-10, uh, the I-10 number. So there is, uh, there are several steps. They do need to verify original documentation. So if you have like, if you know, the most common, uh, individual is like the, the Mexicano. So if you have your Mexican passport from the consulate, I mean, of course, no tiene visa, but, uh, the, as long as it has a picture ID and it's current, you could apply for the number. You do need um, assistance, preferably a tax professional and preferably me. I could help you, but yeah, get at it again. <laughs> if you try to do things on your own, you'll screw it up. Believe me. Um, at tax girl, six, two, six, at tax girl, six, two, six, we could definitely assist you, but we do need to surrender <clears throat> the original document and send it to the specific um, department that the IRS has right. uh, because there's a lot of fraud with that too. So tell the so they tios and the tios. Your number and then they verify your ID and then they give you your number. Yeah, tell the tios and the tios that at Tax Girl Six Two Six can help you out with that. Mm -hmm. That item. That item. Mm -hmm. Item's everything. I had never heard of that term before, so um. People could start businesses with an item too. I didn't even know that. Yeah, see? the government will take anybody's money. Yeah, they want exactly. See, but that's why I always say, like, people educate yourselves because yeah. while, I, while I tell you to pay your taxes, I'm also going to pay the least amount of taxes I have to by by law. And that's yeah. just, that's me though. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> it just it's an important thing to me because <clears throat> if you look at the amount of taxes I pay from a <clears throat> just an employment perspective. Sorry, guys, got a little congested here. Uh, allergies have been killing me, man. But uh, anyways, just from a, a, a an employee perspective, because I'm employed, but also from like what I pay on my consulting business, like the amount of taxes I pay is insane. So uh, the least amount I can pay from a legal perspective, I'm good. Cause Absolutely. I probably, um, I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself on that one. Cause it sounds like I'm bragging anyways. Uh, next one, what tax credits are available? That's a, that's a, that's a broad question by the way. Yeah. So the most, you know, um, the tax credit available, for example, there's a low income credit, which is called the earned income tax credit. It's available on the federal and the state side. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a limit on how, how much you need to earn. I wrote some numbers down for 2021. For example, again, this is not for everybody. There are restrictions do apply. Uh, valid social uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. Um, res, uh, lived in the U.S. for uh, more than six months. What happens is a lot of times uh, children are born here, but then the parents take them back to Mexico. And then during tax time, they want to come here. They have valid socials and they want to take advantage of the system. The rule is you need to be here more than six months. Do people lie? Yes, all the time. Do they get caught? Yes, all the time. Um, but, you know, for the most part, for three dependents, um, if you meet the income requirements, you get up to $6,000. And these are approximately, okay, for two dependents, about $5,900. Uh, for one dependent, about $3,500. And for single filers, they'll give you a low income credit too. Um, but, you know, this is the earned income tax credit. This, there's a child tax credit. There's the um, education credit. So if you went to school, um, it, um, like a community college, and you had some expenses, you can take advantage of certain credits available as well. Um, you do need to have proof of that. Um, there is the renter's credit on the state side, which is not too much, but it does help people out. 
Um, there's a difference between refundable and, and uh, deductible. Mm-hmm. Refundable gives you money. Deductible deducts, deducts your tax liability. Right. So um, every income situation has a different scenario. So um, there are things available. Um, just depends on your income. Uh, there's also the energy credit. So if you are a homeowner and you've installed some uh, like maybe solar panels or whatever, like you get some deductions for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a difference between refundable credits and deductions. So you could deduct tons of money, you might, uh, tons of things that are maybe eligible, but it might not make a, a difference on your refund. So it might just save you from paying. What about the girls with OnlyFans accounts? Do they get a deduction? Or yes. No? They will get a 1099. <laughs> so I have a couple of um, <clears throat> clients that are um, entertainers. Entertainers, and, uh, quote unquote, entertainers. Entertainers, I like it. Yep. And yeah, so they're able to write. Uh, they, they do their taxes. They get ten ninety nine, um, and we write off. You know, um, whatever they can write off all the sexy clothes. Yeah, all the sexy clothes they have. Well, so they can write all that off, right? <laughs> all the, the, yeah, all that. Ooh, all that stuff. A lot, they do a lot of online shopping, so a lot of you know they bring a lot of um, like Amazon printouts and stuff like that. That's crazy. Because wow. a deduction needs to be for something that is necessary for you to conduct business. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, they so can write off anything. They just their think about wardrobe that. is important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. The next one. I owe the IRS and or the state. I live in money. How can I get things in order? Okay. So a lot of times we ignore these letters. We ignore these bills. Um, you could reach out to the IRS. That's going to be a little difficult right now. Or you could um, tax, uh, talk to your tax consultant. The IRS, depending on where you're at, they always they make money. They make money off of payment arrangements. They make money off of the interest that it, you know and the penalties. They're charging you for all that until it's paid in full. So you're able to, you know, if you want to, a lot of people are intimidated by the IRS. But if you wanted to reach out to us, what we normally do is uh, we have you sign a power of attorney. We reach it out to the agencies that you owe. We see uh, what it is that you owe, what's the lowest they'll accept, and then we'll negotiate for you to see what how we could come up with a comfortable um, payment arrangement. We'll set up like a monthly withdrawal from you know they'll they'll deduct your your bank account every month depending on the day and amount that you agree to. But what's going to happen is at one point you get into collections and they could put a levy or yeah a lien or a levy. So I've had people. The state, they're they're quick. They will yeah. put your funds on hold. They'll freeze your bank account. So you know, don't wait for all that to happen because for that to be removed, it just takes a lot longer. But you know, set up a payment arrangement. Yeah, that's and crazy. We can help you with that. We can help clients with that. It's crazy because it's do intimidating that. to reach out to these agents. It's crazy they can do that. They can just, you know, like be like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> you owe us money for we're gonna put a lien no, on your house. No, freeze the funds, and you yeah. have like a specific time frame before the funds, the bank hands over the funds to the, the government. So depending <clears throat> on how quick you act, like for example, I had a client that called me like, hey, this and this happened. Okay, well, they're holding your money because you haven't filed your taxes, and they think you owe this much. Right. So we get on the phone with the agents, and we of course have to return, prepare the return. And we're back and forth with the agent. And in most cases, we could get a release. And then, you know, the money will be released within a couple of business days. Wow. That's how the fools who owe child support, that's how they feel. <laughs> you get that shit taken quick. That's a whole quick. other 
Yeah, you get that shit taken. Yeah, I know. If you don't pay child support, they come after you. I, I, um, and you don't get your refunds. And you don't get people your refunds. That will yeah. Child support don't get refunds. They'll file taxes, but a lot of these child support people, uh, a lot of these uh, individuals that owe child support, they just kind of want to break even with the government because they don't want. Yeah. Um, at one point, some of the funds recovered from like maybe refunds. I think it's sent to the to the child's mom or right. whatever. Well, dad or dad or dad. Don't forget dad. Like, don't don't forget dad, because us dads get oh, money Oh, dad too. or the dad. Yeah, you're right. You're uh, absolutely yeah. right. I, I, I would I never get child support until. I have a client that has mastered the withholdings and the calculations. And when he comes in, his refund is never more than $100. That's crazy. I, I would and never get. And he's like, because get... I'm not giving that bitch any money. And I'm like, okay. So from a dad <laughs> perspective, I would never like child support. Like for the first few years, I've had my son now full time for almost eight years. It'll be eight years in May. Um, and I would never really get child support. And so. Um, and what's crazy is before that, it's a long story. I paid a shitload of money in child support. Um, and then when I got full custody of him and his mom's not involved at all anymore, um, she didn't pay for like two or three years. And what's crazy is like, I wouldn't see anything, but when I, when I was going through the process from my perspective as a male, like if I didn't pay for like a month within like a month and a half or two, they were going after my license already. Like, yeah. hey, fool, if you don't pay this shit, we're going to take a license from you. I'm like, oh, shit, why would I fucking pay that? Because I didn't know early on that I was even on child support early years. Even though I had 50-50 custody, I didn't know that there was a, a, a judgment against me that I had to pay child support. So what? Anyway, anyways, long because story maybe sometimes the women, I, I don't know, I'm not too familiar with all that. But a lot of times I do know that women or, or whoever, one of the parties double dips, like might get assistance from the government. That's or exactly what it was. Yeah. 100%. And then what yeah. happens is, OK, well, we'll pay you, but we'll, we'll get it from him later. And I that, mean, yeah, that's I think you end up paying triple of what they actually received or something like that. Yeah, right? I've talked about that in the all previous... the extra shit that they charge. That's I've talked about that previously. And that's exactly what it was. It was it was a judgment from the state over over uh, uh child support because it's a long story i don't want to get into too yeah deep, but, i know and, but, and it's very common story <clears throat> i can imagine already oh uh, yeah so <laughs> so what i'm getting at though is what's funny is that like one year after like three or four years probably almost three years of not getting any child support um i got like uh uh just a deposit from the state i'm like what the fuck is this and it was a deposit for like money i'm like what is that i'm like and then i looked into it, i'm like oh they just garnished her fucking taxes is what that was. So You're she like, was, yes. I, I was like, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, the amount of money I got from that was like nothing compared to what I was paying. I was paying fucking 750 bucks a month for years. Like the amount of money I got back on taxes, you know And the mean? funny part is that I know a lot of um, individuals that are in scenarios like that where they pay like, you know, child support. And then when they get the child, they still go out and they buy them shoes and they still got to oh, buy yeah. them all their stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Nah, for me, it was like, I laughed. I was like, whatever. And then, What's funny yeah. is that the way that that she got caught up on that is basically they garnish her taxes over the years little by little. And then now he's going to be 18 and they sent me a letter recently and I was like, I don't give a fuck about your child support. Like child, the amount of money I got um, literally over the last two, three years was like 15 bucks every two weeks. <laughs> That's crazy. And I have 100 percent custody. Right. And she and I had 50 50 before for years and I was paying 750 bucks a month. So the system's really fucked up, man. It's really, it is. they try to say it's but not, you know, but it is. I know that people <clears throat> will go off and start their own thing, independent on the low, making money, selling yep. tacos, doing this, doing that to <clears throat> not pay child support, to be off the radar. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. they'll figure it out. Like child yep. support is the number one reason why a lot of people go into entrepreneurship because they don't want, they're like, no, like the people will leave their good paying jobs to not pay child support. Yep, I hear you. <laughs> 
No, for sure. All right, on to the no. next one. Moving on before I get upset. Uh, <laughs> oh, <man. clears throat> I work for cash under the table. Uh, why should I file my taxes? Because you, you know, if, if depending on where you're going in life, you want to be on the radar. You, maybe you want to become a homeowner one day. Um, home home loans, that's not my niche, but I know that a lot of times home home loan officers call me and like, hey, we need to, you know, client needs to file taxes, show some income. So um, again, you know, you want to be on the radar, uh, depending on what's available, you know, SBA, the PPP stuff, all that stuff, grants, you know, um, you want to file your taxes, you want to make sure you report income, um, because if you want to get a loan, you know, if you, if you, I don't know, everybody has different goals, but I know homeownership to me personally has, has been something that has really kept me on track. And, you know, you, as, as an entrepreneur that earns, that has, um, a self, you know, a business and I'm able to write off a lot of things. And if I'm strategic, I could just kind of break even. It doesn't work that way. You have to show income. If you're in a position where, you know, you might be a, uh, an S corp or a C corp, then you'll pay your payroll taxes and you'll be on, on W2. But the average person is just starting out. They're self-employed. Um, a lot of times people are accepting cash, Venmo, Zelle, Cash App. All you have to do is um, create like a spreadsheet, you know, in January, how much did Venmo deposit you? In, in January, how much did Cash App deposit you? That's another thing. They're like, well, I don't know how to calculate my income. Well, now with technology, we're sending people, you know, cash app, Apple pay, all that stuff. Right. Right. Um, so all we have to do is look at bank statements um, and <clears throat> see, you know, more or less how much you're getting deposited into your account. And then we could start that way. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so I guess when it comes on the table, I think this is a tough one that people don't understand when it comes to under table work though. Right. And it's just a random question I have personally is that, yeah. uh, you know, if, if I want to buy a house, right. And I have a, and, and I only have cash under the table that might make buying a house, like a big purchase like that, very difficult. Right. Especially right now, because from what I understand the banks, it's, it's risky business. So I know that before, um, from what I've gathered, there were different programs to get you into homes, like maybe stated income with higher income, um, with higher interest, I'm sorry. And basically what that is, is you're able to go show the bank, the lender, your bank statements and say, look, this is how much I'm bringing in. And they will see about approving you for a loan based on that. Um, and the interest is a little higher, but, you know, um, it's either that or getting, you know, and I hate asking people for things, you know, I hate, I would hate to, ha I hate co-signers, all that stuff, having to ask for all that shit. Like yeah. I'll tell you when I was going through my divorce, like I had a couple things under my mom's and my cousin's name and all this stuff. Like yeah. it's so <clears throat> annoying get to ask for, for these favors. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of times, you know, um, when the families are good, you know, they'll go into a home together, but then, you know, then they, they don't, they don't get along. And then there's a big problem because, you know, you, the house is under your name, but I put all the money. It's my house. You did it for favor to me. Oh, it gets so messy. Uh, all that title stuff. Oh, I've seen it all here. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's one thing I so, tell people like, it's cool to work under the table, make a bunch of cash. Cause you can do it and, and skirt taxes. And that makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. But when it comes to owning property, starting a business, having any kind of credit, that really can um, uh, cause a lot of issues for you, you know? I, yeah, I know people, yeah. It's really tough. So, I mean, um, yeah, just 
do the right thing, pay taxes. Um, when you're self-employed, you usually have to pay your tax liability by April 15th. Um, but there is something that exists. It's, they're called estimated tax payments. And what happens is a year prior, you could send every quarter some type of money to the IRS to kind of get a head start on your debt. Yep, absolutely. So I, I don't like all that money owed at the end of the year. So what I do is I know that every quarter I need to send the IRS an X amount of money and I send it. And then, you know, if my liability, let's say is $10,000 and I've prepaid 8,000, I'm not going to fill it so much. You know what right. I mean? I'll just send a $2,000 check and that's it. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. So you got to get in the habit of paying these taxes. Yep. Mm hmm. All right. The next question. We only have a few more, everybody. So bear with us. I know these are <laughs> everyone hates talking about money, but it's it, this is good education for a lot of people who don't know. You know, there's a lot of yeah, people out there who yeah. just a lot of people who just haven't been given um, uh, the opportunity to be educated on these kind of things. And this is yeah. this is free information. And they talk about it and they teach us all this other stuff in high school. But these things, the basic things, um, I can tell you that and just. I know we're going off topic, but uh, one of the things that I did is I offered a tax class and it sold out. I did it. It took place in, I believe, October, November. I'm not sure. I sold out about 20 in-person live classes, some amazing people, and um, they're on their way to becoming tax consultants, licensed tax consultants. So that's what I do, too. And I also what I do is um, I'm involved with different um different people in the community. And I'm always available for the young individuals that may need assistance in filling out a, a work application, um, learning how to, how to, I have a, my really good friend, Angie, she is, um, she runs a staffing agency. They're very successful there. They have multiple locations and her and I are working on coming up with something like a workshop for young individuals, because I could tell you, my sister just graduated from high school. Not all the, the college um, enrollment is down. Oh, yeah, I, I, I anticipate so. <laughs> because so, yeah. people were used to going to the local community college in person. Technology, all this Zoom shit, all this stuff going down. Not, people, a lot of students don't retain um, all this stuff. Makes sense. So uh. um, when I have young individuals that are sitting here in front of me, a lot of them don't even know their social security number. Yeah. That's so we need to help these young individuals. Yeah, the the, the, the That's younger future. <laughs> well, the younger generation is um not all of them by the way, and I've said this before cuz I've done podcasts with young people on this podcast. The first three I th I did with young men pretty much. And while I'm very um impressed with uh them because I I, I just kind of like these kids don't know what the fuck they're doing. They have no idea what life is and, and kind of right. yeah, kind of reality is or whatever, but they really, um, they're not as bad as we think they are, but what they are, uh, one thing that they are that aside from all the smarts that they have is they don't have a grasp of reality of what it takes to have, um, uh, things because of hard work. And, and I know that, um, let me say it this way. Like, a kid today, like what we've been talking about now for like the entire podcast almost is like hard work, dedication, persistence, things that bring about a, 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 a um, success. You know what I mean? Um, for them, success doesn't equal money and success shouldn't always equal money, of course. But mm -hmm. financial freedom is something that is so important that I think this generation hasn't grasped yet because they haven't had to worry about 
making that bill payment. They haven't had to worry about like you talking about making a payment for that BMW when you had it, right? They haven't had to struggle those things because people like you and I, our parents yeah. like you and I, have been busting our ass so they don't have to worry about those things. My son can go open the refrigerator and drink fucking nopal water that costs five bucks a fucking 16 ounce bottle because <laughs> I busted my ass to pay for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like what, I, what I'm saying is like the, the one thing this generation is not grasping quite yet, I don't think, is what it takes to acquire um, a, 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 a successful financial freedom and they'll get there um, at some point, but they're not there yet. At least in my opinion, I mean, I can be wrong, but it just uh, depends. I think how growing, how you're brought up. Right. I think it has a lot to do with it because, um, you know, uh, I think that sometimes I have to stop myself from being too um, giving to my children. Yep. Um, because I, you know, growing up, I experienced being broke. I experienced, um, homelessness. Um, I, I didn't, I wasn't the child that had the new shoes when we'd come back from the Christmas vacation, or I wasn't the one that would come with the new shoes in September when school started. And as parents, we don't want to see our kids go through that. And we want to be givers. And sometimes you got to hold yourself back. Like we're still playing my old super Nintendo. (laughs) That's badass. I'm not buying no PS5. Heck no. (laughs) So I think my problem is I'm a big kid, so I bought the PS5, and then I bought a 4K TV, so (laughs) so I played the PS5 one. That's my problem is like I'm. You know uh, that keeps you know that that works for you guys. That's something you guys do to bond. You know, you know that's good. It's it's good, but um, you know, there's a lot of I I pray every day. I don't have bratty kids. Every day I pray. Like I don't want bratty kids. Yeah, I, I, that's again. So that's what I'm saying is I don't think this younger generation is necessarily not all of them are bratty. Like the the young men that I've had on the podcast, including my son, are definitely not that. They're definitely really smart. They're definitely in tune with a lot of reality. That's our future. That's, yeah, those are our future leaders out there. So we need to be uh, as you know um, resourceful as possible. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like for me, I was very impressed to hear their mindsets on the podcast when I talk to them. But one thing I don't think they really understand is the financial aspect of life. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing I'd, cause everything has just been so kind of laissez faire for them. So yeah, well, I'm impressed yeah. that there's a lot of positivity coming from them. There's a lot of really good things coming from them. I do worry about um, America as a nation going forward with a bunch of kids who don't care about capitalism um, cause capitalism is an important thing and we, yeah. we tend to make it this negative, bad thing. Like, oh, it's really bad because it can't, it, and the reality is it can be a hundred percent. It a hundred percent, uh, can be bad. I mean, it, but it's also what's built this nation. It's what's built the yeah. entire, the entire world. Let's be honest. This is one thing people love to fucking hate on, but don't, uh, they love to never talk about and hate on is the reality is the entire world is modeling itself after our country. Yeah. You know, if you if you went to Tijuana 20 years ago and I was partying over there, it was not like it is today. Now they have fucking Fendi stores and Louis Vuitton stores. Oh, yeah. And, and they're, People they're, think it's ghetto out there. Oh, though. yeah. Like, there's the top notch. I mean, I've always said, si Dios me da licencia, I would love to retire in Mexico. Yeah. I would love to retire. And, and what are they like, doing? They're modeling after the United States. What is yeah. parts of Africa doing? Modeling after the United States. What is all of Europe doing? They're, everyone's modeling their fucking lifestyle after the United States because of the capitalist nature that we built here and kind of the success the successfulness we built here right everyone loves to talk shit about america 
but everybody's trying to come to America and become a citizen. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. So that's and true. and that's fucking capitalism, and people yeah. people just forget that. So, anyways, let's move on to some more questions yeah. before I get deep into those. Yeah. <laughs> I could talk about all kinds of shit about around that subject, but um. All right, next one. I want to start a business. Where do I start? Um, you definitely have to start with uh, first, you know, developing a plan. Depending on what your budget's like, um, seeing what entity is going to be the best for your startup. Um, what happens is the foundation needs to be laid out. And what happens is, you know, when you start applying for applications, are you applying as yourself or as a DBA or as an LLC? A lot of times people do it backwards. They'll go online and they'll get information and they'll start applying for things. But then they're like, dang, like I could have done it this way and right. invested a little bit of money starting it the right way. And now you're like kind of all over the place. So right. um, depending on the type of business that you're that you're um, looking to start, you got to look at the liability, the exposure. So so really doing yourself your, doing your research. Doing your research early on to know what your business is going to be, what your liabilities could be, and then understanding kind of um, exposure. The way to, exposure. What could go wrong? Yeah, how how to protect yourself in case something goes wrong, and that could be like you said, doing B- DBAs, uh, um, uh, an, LLC. an LLC, basically you know, like an umbrella corporation, that kind of thing. So yeah, um, here's one thing that and people. Also- um, you're going to need to have a good relationship with your insurance agent because you're going to need the business owner policies and liability, depending again, what you're doing. Right. Um, because the lawsuits are out there. Yeah. And see, see, and, and again, this is not advice. This is just what I know from over the years and please Pam, keep me, keep me honest here. But like people don't realize like you can start like the, the, the number one, most important thing that happened in this country when it comes to business was the creation of corporations. So yes. if you are a person uh, doing business. You said it earlier uh, when you when you have your own business ID, tax ID from a, a city. What's it called again? Uh, you have your tax ID, which is the number the government, the IRS gives your business entity. No, but when you're doing it for like a local city. Oh, uh, oh uh, your seller's permit? No, like if I, if, I, if I went and applied for a business license here in my city, for instance, and I'm doing business as like a sole proprietor. Sole proprietor. A DBA. Uh, no, a sole proprietor. A sole proprietor, so, so, yeah. For instance, so a sole proprietor, yeah. So that's, that's it, what you said. Right. So anybody can go to a city and they can go to their city and they can apply for a a, a business tax ID as a sole proprietor. But what that means is you are responsible for everything for that business. So if, for example, you were um, a truck driver for your business and you as a sole proprietor and you get into a car accident, everything is liable to you because you're a sole proprietor. Right. Correct. Yes. That's why, depending on the type of business that you're starting, do not cut corners with insurance. Because insurance is there to protect you, right. depending on what it is. So um, I could share with you that um, in one occasion, uh, I took off for the holidays. I already had my uh, one of my main offices, and there's an empty unit next door, and there was a, a, a water leak. And when I came back from the holiday vacation, my office was flooded because the empty unit had a bad water pipe or something right. happened, the burst. And so... I came in, my equipment was all jacked up because at this point I had my, my, my towers on the floor. Yep. So had I not come, had I not been with like a good insurance agent that said, okay, look, this is what it is. This is what it covers, man. I went, you know, I had an option to buy a hundred dollar policy, but I went with the, the one that was a little higher. Right. I got into, <clears throat> into a installment agreement. And I was able to make a claim and I got paid for my, my equipment. Right. So you got to always protect your, your investment. Right. <clears throat> but as a sole proprietorship, I guess what I was going to get at is like, 
Let's yeah, say, let's say, <clears throat> yeah, liability. So liability is the key to thing that people, this is something that, again, I'm not giving advice, just what I know from personal experience is if you own, if you're a sole proprietor and you have your, your, your tax ID from a local county or city, um, from the IRS, from the, mm-hmm. from the IRS, yeah, rather. But, yeah. And if you, um, you know, uh, let's say you own a house for instance, right. And yeah. you don't have insurance. Uh, and even if you do have insurance, the insurance may not cover everything. They could go after your, your, your own assets your that asset. you have. So if you own a house, for instance, and you're a gardener and you're cutting the tree down, the tree kills a person in the backyard, oh. they could sue you, for instance. I'm just giving people examples. Yeah. They could sue you and they can go after your house and they could put a lien on your house to cover whatever the insurance doesn't cover. So what yeah. I'm getting at is the important things of LLCs or limited liability corporations. And corporations, mm-hmm. again, are one of the most important things for business, for people that don't know this. You can pay a couple hundred bucks and go on LegalZoom.com and create a corporation and create your three people in the corporation that need to be there. I think it's like a president and the secretary, whatever, whatever they are. But anyways, a couple hundred bucks and you can create a limited liability corporation. So if something like that does happen, they can no longer go after your personal assets unless you're doing shady shit in business, which there are some kind of there's some legal uh uh there's some laws around, you know, what you can or can't do with that. But what I'm getting at is when it comes to doing business, just be smart, spend the extra money to do it right. Uh, If you have a business, if you have a business where, and by the way, keep in mind your business, you could think you're, you could be selling cupcakes and think that's not a problem, but for 200 and some dollars a year, if your cupcake made somebody sick and they come sue you and you own a house, they could Mm -hmm. take your fucking house. If they you could put a, a yeah, they could put yeah. a um a lien. A lien on your house, yeah. And make you sell Another that fucking thing house. too is yeah. um it's important for people to get familiar with living trusts are hundred percent. That's a whole nother topic. That's though. a whole we'll other topic. About- yeah, we'll talk about this one time. But living trusts <laughs> are everything. Thought, um uh just to kind of let you know, I started sole proprietor. I became owner of some investment properties. So now I have investment properties, I have rentals, yep. and um I had to uh Create, uh, create my LLC. It's like a separate person. Think of it as a separate, you yeah, know, oh, for me. Same I'm thing ma- here. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I'm the managing member. Yep. And um, so if something goes wrong, you know, it's the business. And uh, basically my properties now are, uh, I have a living trust. I'm not too sure how it works, but my I have an amazing guy that does all that for me. Yep. Um, but basically, yeah, probate, you know, if you're not married and you have assets, you don't want the government taking your shit and then yep. having people have it. So, yeah, living trust is important. Getting familiar with the business structures and not being a cheap ass. If you're going to be in business, go big or go home. Or not even in business. If, if you own a house, set up yeah, a living trust for your kids. Yeah. Set up a will and a living trust for your kids so that when you die, your kids don't have to fight over the fucking money you leave behind. That's another thing yeah. that's really critically important, man. I have seen families be destroyed over a few properties and whatever money was left behind because the parents didn't do the due diligence. I am blessed yeah. to have a mother and a stepfather who have set up their wills, who have set up their living trust. So when they're gone, we don't have a say, so it's already decided. It's already it's how they decided. Want it's taken care of. I, yeah. I, 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 they asked me how, you know, do you prefer to be buried or cremated? And I'm like, you know what? I'm. I just said, you know what? Just man, I, that was a hard question yeah. to answer. Do I go big or go home? Like, do I go? I'm like, okay. me and spread well, me over like, a naked oh, stripper. Like, wow. <laughs> I put, I put right there. I was like, man, I want a banda. I want this catering company. I want this. 
Yeah, I think I, I think I'm. I'm champurrado, pan dulce. I want the banda, the mariachi, the tamborazo. I want all that shit. All that shit. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy, man. So, but but there's, again, man, if you guys have a business and there's any kind of liability, especially if you're dealing with foods, and people think like the simple, even like a like a paint painter job, right? For instance, like I'm a painter. Let's say somebody decides to sue you because their paint made them. They think the paint you put in their house made them sick. Yeah. It's the little, it's the littlest things that people can come after you. And litigation in this country, this country is a nation of laws, and litigation is disgusting in this country. And people will sue you. California is pretty. It's, I mean, it's it the can, worst. And the, the and then you get into the labor shit, the labor law, because oh, yeah. maybe you didn't make the homeowner sick, but maybe your employee or your, not your employee, sorry, your your helper, yep. fell off the ladder. Oh yeah. And then now you got a whole nother set of problems. So you guys don't cut corners. If you're in a position to have employees, payroll, workers comp, all that shit. You don't want anybody to have anything on you. Right. Don't cut corners. Right. I've seen it between families. And we've given you guys probably about a million dollars worth of fucking information on this podcast alone. And it's just the beginning. We'll, we'll do more. I think we, you and I should do some more podcasts. And- Absolutely. We could. And yeah, like again, any questions? I know there's a lot of things out there. I did want to, before we go, California, you know, a few years ago, um, they did the health insurance mandate, right? Yep. Uh-huh. If you didn't have health insurance, you were subject to some penalties, right? So then they introduced the covered California marketplace system. So if you did not have an employer that gave you health insurance, uh, the federal government um, allowed you to go into a system, the the covered California marketplace, and you could buy your insurance, right? There, you've heard right. the commercials, like the cutoff, you know, whatever, whatever. It was Obamacare, right? So, right? Obamacare is kind of what we Obamacare know. Marketplace, marketplace, health yeah, insurance. Yeah. It's usually through covered California. So um, I think in 2018, I'm not sure, 18, 19, we had that penalty. It went away. So in the system, if you had health insurance, um, we put the information in. If you didn't have it, no penalty was was given. California just, well, they it's it just been so low-key. I just don't know how this didn't make the news, like how this didn't piss people off. Because <laughs> I'm going to let you guys know that effective January 1st, 2020, in California, if you did not have health insurance, the penalty starts at $750 per adult. Wait, 2020 or 2021? 2020, you needed to have health insurance. 2020 is over. Right. So when you do your taxes, 2021, your tax consultant's going to ask you. Oh, that's a $750 issue. I don't know why you. this shit didn't make the fucking news. Well, because, like, but the thing about that, that, that entire tax bill that people don't realize the Obamacare thing was a fucking flop. It, okay, it, that it, was on the federal level. Yeah. So it went away. Oh, this is but just California? California. California. Oh. So the IRS don't give a shit if you have health insurance. This, this is point. just They're California? They're not penalizing you. This is California. Oh, shit. Like, I didn't know that. This is what I'm talking about. They got us so fucked up here. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, California is the worst what... state to do business in. All right. So January 1st through December 31st, 2020, if you had no health insurance, it's $750 per adult, and it's $375 per minor or 2.5% of your income, whichever is greater. Jesus Christ. Okay? There are some exemptions that the exemption list is about... It's a thick, you know, it's, it, and we're going through the exemptions and I'm going to, I'm going to really, really um, make those exemptions my bitch because I want to make sure that my clients take advantage of whatever's available to exempt them from that, that, that crazy shit going on. That's insane. So, so this, that's the one thing people don't understand too. 
uh, there is a lot of people moving. This is the first time in many years that more people are moving out of California than into California. And they're moving out by the millions. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so California, like the, to do business here, to live here. Oh man, come on. All the shit. Yeah. It, it's horrible. You can't to, even make no money. And then the thing is that, you know, if you're bold enough to open up your business and put a little chairs, up, then the health department comes and they penalize yeah. you. I yeah. gotta hide. I gotta hide to go get my nails done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it's insane. So, like, this state here has been. This state already was the worst state to do business in. It's here in the oh. New York City, uh, yeah. in New York, New York State, rather. But I mean, it's it's incredibly hard to do business here because of all the taxes. And people think like what they get taken out of their check is all they pay in taxes. No, when you pay your phone bill, there's a tax. When you pay your cable bill, there's a tax. When you pay the light bill, there's a tax. Auto registration. Yes, your auto I, registration. Your in-house, like those, those, um, those, uh, those, those registration bills are getting a little heavy at price. They're pricier every year. Yep. I, I don't see anybody that comes in here to pay their tax that pays under, man, I think maybe no less than $150. I don't see, yeah. back in the day, I would see like, you know, a hundred dollar bill yeah. renewal fees no every year they pass these sneaky things on us and 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 yeah I, i'll be the first to admit i don't have time to read everything i have so much to read but, hey, guess how much but, my, guess how much my tags are for my truck this year just guess no oh god uh is it a newer truck so it's, it's it's yeah it's is a it a truck. heavy truck it's a newer heavy it, truck yeah okay so you're probably about 900 yeah 800 and change yeah, to yeah, every fucking year, just taxes, just so I can drive my truck on the streets of California. Yeah, and and the thing is that trucks are uh, the the price is determined by the weight. Yeah, that's insane. Cause it's heavier because you're messing up our 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 car. Our nah, Charles, they just want to wait. <laughs> it's just a reason to make more money. <laughs> Fuck, dude, it's just crazy, man. They're, they're, yeah, it's insane. and then the thing is, you okay? So you went and you bought the truck, and then if you look at that long CDS oh, yeah. looking like contract yeah. you know yeah. you paid the sales tax you paid already something you paid this you paid that you paid that and then you uh, just have to pay oh, and then insane. if you want to get those fancy black plates custom i got black plates pay. too that's another 50 or 100 bucks a i think fee on yeah. top of that yeah that's i mean i mean that's what i'm saying the people that the people that did not take advantage of the people that didn't get uncomfortable with COVID. I don't like to depend on the government for shit. Yeah, exactly. But that's why you're successful, though. You didn't get out of your comfort zone with COVID. That's why I offered these tax classes because, um, you know, I share a lot on Instagram. I share my daily routines. I'm a single parent. I have my two boys. I get up every day. Uh, I, I, I wash my laundry. I clean my house. I'm hands on. <clears throat> I do what I can, you know, and um you know, and I, and so I, I offered this tax class and it sold out so quick and I got a little, uh, I was a little afraid because the Karens, you know, that I didn't <laughs> want anybody taking pictures like, oh my God, they have, you know, a, a group of more than whatever the limit of right. gatherings were. And I'm like, okay, so my girls were really, they learned so much. And, you know, I put that tax class together and I'm going to be doing that every year. Good. Um, and it sold out and, and, you know, super grateful that I was able to teach women, and I had one 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 gentleman in my class giving them the tools to create something, to start something. Right, right. Yeah, and the investment is very minimal. Nah. It doesn't, you know, if you wanted to, you know, become an EA, a CPA, all that stuff. Yeah, it's going to take time and money, but to become licensed in California, it's not very hard. Yeah. Um, it does require, you know, 
some studying, some effort, definitely experience will help you right. um, over over the, the time. But you could start with just the basic stuff. And yeah, I'm uh, I, I, I'm excited to have I'm extremely excited to have you on this podcast because yeah. I seriously like I, I there's a lot of people who make excuses for things and I really respect the people who don't. Like, you know, like, like, like we talked about right early on in the podcast, like kind of where you came from your mm-hmm. childhood to the challenges you had in life, you know, early on to being successful and those kinds of things. And like, but the one thing I, I want people to understand that everybody just wants, like in today's times, um, you hear it often. And a lot of it is because it's been politically charged is like it's just handouts. Like, no, there's no handout in this world. If you really want something, you got to go out and, and, and get it. And, and sac- it takes sacrifices. You know, every, that's again, I told you earlier, like it pisses Ooh, me yes. off when people ask me like, Oh, who hooked you up? Like, how did you do this? Like, how, how are you hard work? Motherfucker hard work for many, many or years the, now. It must be nice. <laughs> oh yeah. It must be nice. Well, it must be nice when, when Man. you've been sitting at home watching fucking eating Fritos and watching fucking those mujeres, you know, un camino. I'm bucking oh, over here, busting my ass, you know? That's an old school. That's an old school one, right? Bringing it back. You know, um, one uh, so you know, uh, thank God, you know, the business is uh is done very very well, and I love um, I love uh, I, I was able to purchase one of my dream cars early, and I think in 2015 when I had my first baby, and I remember just sitting in that car. The BMW they didn't repo it, uh, but I just <laughs> I ended up giving it to my mom. I said, here, mom is for you, whatever. I went to the dealer. I got myself the car that I had been wanting for a while. And man, people were just looking at you, like, I was like, yeah, like I did that. Like, you know, I, I got into, I, I ended up getting the G wagon, the Mercedes G wagon. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was still living in the hood. So I, I don't know, that was not the best move because yeah, <laughs> they target you, man. They try to take that shit from you. Well, not take <clears> it, but <throat> then they look at you funny, like, hmm, you know, so anyway, um, and so I was so proud and, and, um, again, the registration on that did run me about $900. I was like, what did I get myself into? The insurance was this much, this, ugh. it was just crazy. But, um, you had the people are like, Oh, mira la creída. must be nice. No sleepless nights. Right. I worked my ass off. There've been times where I just want to throw the talent challenges happen daily for me, yep. but I know. I don't ever want to go back to a nine to five. I know I don't ever want to fill out a employment application. Yeah. You know, I, I go home and I like to cook because um, sometimes I'm stressed out and that kind of keeps me. It, it's something I do to kind of, you know, some people Oof. do yoga. I like to cook. Wait, can, like you, to- can you stop there? Everybody, please take a moment and bow in silence to a woman who has a fucking career, not a career, a, a business owner. Who has five different fucking places of business and still cooks. So for oh. all you lazy fucking Latinas out there, I don't want to hear shit anymore ever again. I'm just going to put that no out there. Is. No, and then, the, you know, um, and I would do on. Uh, so anyway, so I, well, I'll go back to that right now. But I get home and I, I make these dishes and I cook these things. And I'm like, you know what? If this shit doesn't work out, man, I will go. I will sell gorditas burritos whatever man i'll figure it out like yep. there's no way i am ever gonna fill out a bank um not a, a, a work application ever again good like i don't i have to i'll figure it out i don't know how but i'm always like thinking like the next thing you know the next thing right no that's good so, that's why um, you're successful that's exactly why you're successful yeah. it's that mentality it's that drive it's that passion it's the 
it's the sort of experience from your life of not wanting to be somebody who just accepts what is, you know, you want to, you and, want, you and, want the, and the thing too is mm. um, when all this COVID stuff happened, it was so much uncertainty that I sat there, I prayed and I have my mentor. He's amazing. Oof, he, she he just like, you know too. what, Pam, like you're going to be okay. Cause I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know. All I knew is that, you know, the fucking news was telling us that, Oh my God, there's going to be a shutdown at 6 PM. And, da, da, da. and then I had to turn that fucking TV off because right. it was scaring my team. I'm like, you know what? We're going to be all right. Turn this shit off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um <clears throat> you know what i said god i am leaving everything up to you like i always do i know what it is to have nothing right. i come from nothing right. i know i remember sleeping in the streets in the in the in, in the christmas i remember we were in fucked up situations and i'm like you know what i'm never gonna get there like there's absolutely no way but if things need to change in my life if i need to from here, just kind of go down. here. It's okay. Right. I, I know what it is to have nothing, but I know how to start from nothing too. And I'll figure it out in any area that I have to figure it out in. And, and that's the mentality. I was talking about that in a previous podcast about like, yeah. if you can't build it all, lose it all and then get it back, then you're a bitch. Cause the reality is that you, we are, we are, we are all accepted. We are all susceptible rather to losing everything. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, like today, like it's nice and it's not even successful people, even rich people today. If society fucking tanked really hard, there was a global world war, or this pandemic got even worse than it is. All this stuff. Everyone who made it already could lose everything. Absolutely. <clears throat> and only the people in that group who could build it again are the ones who are really strong because yeah. anyone can make it once. But if you could lose it all and build it again, and you're the kind of person, in my opinion, who has that mentality and, yeah. and, 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 and that drive and, and that's everything. And people just don't really get like what that means. They don't know how much hard work it takes. Everyone wants mm-hmm. to just say, well, like you said, look, it must be nice. I hate hearing that. Or a hey, fucking, you know, who hooked you up? I, those are, But it's the gram. It's the gram too. <clears throat> no, the it's Mexicans. It's created these, you know, no, it's Me- No, it's Mexicanos. I, I think it's Mexicanos and Latinos. We have a crab ass mentality. We're, we're, we're taught to be like, it, for example, um, as soon as somebody makes it, and I'm sure you've experienced this, we team leader. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like that's yeah. the and instead of, instead of saying, "Hey, la corona, she made it, bro. That's fucking badass, amazing to her." How do I do that? Instead of saying yeah. that, the first thing Mexicanos say and Latinos say is, "Oh, that fool thinks he's all badass now just because he's got that, or she got that G wagon, so she's all badass now." Instead of saying. I admire her, dude. She's strong as fuck. She's built this thing from the ground up for nothing. She's busted yeah. her ass. She's found the right people to help her out in life. And now yeah. she drives that and she owns that and she takes care of her kids. And she's a badass woman. How do I aspire to be that? Instead of yeah. doing that, the first thing they say is, oh, she thinks she's all badass. And it's and the thing is that it's, it's fucked up. But <clears throat> as women, we are in a male-dominated industry. So I've had to work twice as fucking hard because one thing about this business, insurance business, the tax business, when we are in these conventions, when we go to these, um, these seminars, these things, it's male dominated. It's male dominated. I have clients that come in and want to talk to me a certain way. And I'm like, you know what? No, like I have clients that uh, not clients, people that come in salesmen, uh, is the owner here? What time does he get here? (laughs) And I, first of all, when you come in here, I will never say, oh, I'm the owner. I'm not that person. I'm like, right. okay, I'm, I'm the man, I'm the supervisor. What's, you know? And when they say, oh, she's not here right now. Oh, she? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think that'll change over time. I think it's changing. 
yeah. I think more people more people were accepting, but but it's because yeah, of, but, but it's, it's, it's because it's, of, it hasn't been easy, and you know we deal with a lot of men, especially in this industry. You know the taxes, insurance, the auto registration stuff. We deal with a lot of dealerships, a lot of different people, <laughs> companies that are male dominated, and you know. So me, you know, when I build great relationships with people, um, I am easy going. I am uh, very respectful. Um, very rare will I, you know, I, 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 I'll cut people off, but in a nice way, not, you know, sometimes you do have to turn people away. Like, you know what? I don't think I'm the best fit. I don't think, because when we're doing this in this business, we build relationships with the business owners. Right. And sometimes, um, business owners, you know, you can only tell them so much, but if they're not cooperative, I got to say, you know what? I don't think our relationship is going to work and we have to cut ties. Right. So it's just being respectful and, yeah. But it's man, it's been a challenge. I sometimes want to cuss people out, but you know, I gotta. <laughs> but 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 pat yourself on the back because women like you yeah. are the catalyst to change. You know what I mean? Shit. Women like you are the pinnacle and the catalyst to change of like making this uh, new realm. You know, totally acceptable for women women to be successful in business and drive. You know that kind of thing is is it's it's what you are doing is extremely and critically important for the next generation. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So, and like I said, I'm, I love to just hear people, their ideas, critique. As far as I have had a lot of people like, Pam, I want to start a business. This is what I want to do. I'll definitely give them my input um, and just help. Like, that's what I'm in. I'm in. I'm a person of service that likes to help. So, yep. you know, everything else, it's not Oof. about the money. It's building the relationships. The prosperity comes after, you know, Oof. it comes. Oof, you said something. You said something that, that is critically important that people don't understand either. You said you're mm-hmm. a woman of service. And mm-hmm. people often ask me like, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, how'd you get to there? Because I think of myself as a man who always gives back in a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of ways to a lot of people. Um, yeah. I am constantly in service to a lot of people consistently all the time, whether it's from a, a perspective of me teaching a young man something or teaching a friend something or someone calling me like my phone never fucking stops. There's some times where I literally lay on my bed and I shut it off for 15 minutes just so I can close my eyes for 15 fucking minutes to get a minute, yeah. uh, a very small uh, 15 minute time to myself to just have silence. Yeah. And I don't do that often because I feel guilty if I do, if I'm not answering calls or I'm not responding to text messages or Instagram messages or whatever else. And I don't have the biggest Instagram following, but that shit is busy. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. super busy. You know? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I know. I know exactly how it is. And, you know, it's just a balance, balancing things out. You'd be all right. Yeah. But, but what I'm I saying is that you'll see me, I mean, I do disappear here and there. I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you that I've created an amazing team and if I needed a day off, I could get it. Yeah. I I'm, I'm in that, position. but I don't like to take time off. That's not me. That's, you know, sometimes, but mentally when I do, um, have some time off of work, I come up with like just better ideas. Right. So every month I have a little getaway. Whether oh. it's, well, right now, you know, whether it's, um, it, you know, there's not much happening, but if I'm, you know, might want to go to San Francisco, might want to go to Las Vegas, might want to take a road trip to Arizona, just little things where, you know, it's not too far from home and it's important to disconnect a little bit. Yeah. And I realized that when I go away, I come back even better with just new, new, just ideas. And I don't stop. I'm going, I'm, I'm in the works of um, getting my license to become a realtor and a loan officer. So I'm Jesus. working on that. Damn girl. Yeah. So the more I know, the better I am to my clients. So I could just sit here and be like, Oh, I'm okay. But no, the thing is that 
this is not where I'm going to stop. So I got to know more to share the knowledge, to educate people. And I always look for opportunity. There's so much opportunity out there. Yep. There's money out there. Even now, like there's money and you just got to figure out how you're going to get that money. There is a ton of money out there to be made. Um, So we'll wrap it up now. Um, Again, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for taking the the chance the oper- for giving me the opportunity oh, i know I, I i actually came across your podcast through um was it rico, rico yeah j? rico j oh, okay i didn't know that okay rico j is the homie he was on the podcast so rico j um i came a- i came across his page and i think we met at a german event oh. by albert Preciado and okay. and the mortgage guys here in la and um i just remember meeting a bunch of individuals that were just amazing and it might have been like briefly that we met and um, there was just thousands of people. And so then now I thought fo- I followed his uh, his page and, you know, just seeing how hard those they work there. Uh, they work. Grinders. Those guys work. Grinders. Millennial grinders, they man. They are freaking yeah. hungry. And I Shut just, up. you know, what motivated me to kind of um, get into to that, that, that field was just watching these guys and just. I like that. And I like a challenge. Yeah. So, and I, I, you know, those tests aren't, are not easy. They're, you know, state, um, the state tests or whatever. Yeah. 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 So then when I was like, wow. And, and I was like, there's no one really doing podcasts on topics that I, you know, that I, I deal with on a day to day. So I took the lead. I was like, you know what? I'm a message, you know, and that's when I messaged you. And, you know, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Shit. I'm, Um, I'm happy to hear that you came from Rico J because Rico J is uh, he's local to me so we live in the same city uh, we okay. did a podcast together and um he is a friend of a really good friend of mine someone i consider like a little brother and and yeah um it's good to know that the connection came from him because he's an awesome mm-hmm. guy man shout out to rico J. Yes. i'm gonna have to message him let him know about this podcast he'll be super stoked uh, he's yeah. in Mexico right now with his uh, with his girl celebrating yeah, her birthday. Yeah, with his wedita. Yeah, with his wedita celebrating her birthday still. They've been out there for like <laughs> so a jelly. fucking week and a half or some shit, man. You see, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I, Living the life, you know? Yes, and I want to uh, get into that that field. Not uh, just because I like a challenge, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I took one of my tests once. I failed it, but I'm going to, you know, I'm, I am I didn't do so bad. The t- I think you need to score like 75%. I was like yeah. at 72. Right. So no soy tan pendeja. You know what I mean? Uh, so you're like, definitely okay. not that. <laughs> you're definitely not that. So, uh, but yeah, you know what? We, we should do a, we should do a collaboration podcast between all of us. It would be fun. We could yeah, totally, we could totally arrange it. Talking shit. <laughs> yeah. You can be talking shit. It'll be fun, man. It'll be awesome. Yeah, so, so. Um, again, thank you so much for the opportunity. I feel like uh, we could talk for for hours. You know, oh, there's just sure. so much. But you know, um, any any topics or any questions anybody might have, you know, just remember that I am available to answer whatever I can and definitely guide somebody. I'm not here to to promote as far as like, oh my god, I I need this business. No, no, no. I'm here to help you. And if we could establish a relationship after, you know, I've given you some advice. By all means, you know, if, it, if it's the right thing for, for the, the listener out there, I'd be more than happy to work with somebody that that wants to work with me. So, oh, yeah. Give, give me your information yeah. again. Throw it out there. Yeah. So you can see stuff. me on uh, Instagram, taxgirl626. Um, you know, I, I I chose that name because I would meet so many people. And, you know, that's another thing, guys. If you're in business, keep your name simple. 
um, because a lot of times, oh, three underscores and then my name and then my last initial and then my son's initial and then like, no. So I said, you know what? I don't want to do that. I'm like, okay, how can I do it? So tax girl was taken, but I was like, you know what? I'm, ta I'm the ta I'm tax girl and I'm in 626, which is my area code is where I started. Right. San Gabriel Valley. We're about um, 20 miles east of Los Angeles. So we're not far um, and we're not far from Los Angeles area. Um, so yeah, I just kept it simple tax pro 626. And, um, you know, we get a lot of uh, requests in the DM, but I do have a link on my bio if you wanted to request like an appointment or just like a consultation. It's made, made it very easy. Usually my girls that come in on Monday will print out all of the requests and reach out to the individuals to schedule something. So awesome. A whole team designated to get, uh, get everybody set up. That's amazing. Again, that's Pam Watt is at Yay. the tax girl 626 on instagram yes, thank you so much Javi. <laughs> oh thank you so much i appreciate everything uh, i'm excited to uh, release this one i think it's going to help out a lot of people and Absolutely. Uh, again ladies pay attention to this one this one's amazing yes she's, she's ladies, my respect. Get up. yeah if things aren't going your way painense, bañense, arreglense. Lávatela too. Too. <laughs> this is the opportunity <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, you've been to the market and you see the ladies it's three o'clock. It's done close to job. No, we gotta let's go. Let's get it done. Girls, like no, 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 no. Alrighty, um, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, uh, I haven't been saying this, but I, I feel like I need to say it. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you're on. We are on, um, let's see, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, uh, Stitcher um get any of the big pod podcast platforms that are out there that you're listening on if you're listening to it already just subscribe so that when we drop new or when we i keep saying we like i got a team i'm all special <laughs> i got a team no hey you gotta manifest you gotta <laughs> the, uh, uh, <laughs> the fat joe rogan over here no when i get a um uh we you know eventually we have a producer or whatever but just subscribe so that when when i drop new uh, episodes and stuff like that you automatically get them get notifications for that kind of stuff so Hope everyone out there is doing good. The run is going crazy right now, uh, and everyone's staying. Everyone is staying safe and and healthy and stuff. And my prayers go out to everybody. Yes. All right, everybody, have a good one. <laughs>